0: Manna or Meatloaf, Episode 7, Re-Emerging. Hello, hello. So... The buzz around town these days is this emerging, this re-emerging cities and states, and even our gatherings now at church kind of begin to reopen and lift these restrictions that they've had on travel and restaurants and things like that. The world kind of feels like it's re-emerging into a new state of normal, don't you think? And leaving behind what were maybe ineffective ways of protecting ourselves or caring for ourselves, and we're being introduced to new theories, attitudes, ideas, and practices. And for me, it's just been a really good time to do a lot of self-assessments. I just love the idea of this re-emerging as it applies to us personally. Because I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of time to sit with myself, probably too much time, and a lot of time to think about what I've learned and what I want to implement in my life moving forward. For example, my future will probably look a bit more like a cautious state of awareness, one that will probably include more sanitizing, social distancing, more care and attention paid to my interactions with others for sure. It's also been a good time for me to think about what's really important. Obviously, I started a podcast on keeping the important things (laughs) important, the stuff I need for myself. Basically, I've had a lot of time for introspection. And I thought to myself, how am I personally going to reemerge? I want to reemerge into this new normal with a fresher insight about myself, how I want to listen, how I want to take care of myself, be more empowered in my unique abilities and gifts. And my hope is that since we've been talking a lot about this this month, that you'll also have a desire to reemerge a better, more attentive person than the pre-COVID-19 version of yourself. One of my favorite silly games to play with my grandchildren is that I love to announce them. And what I mean is I'll pretend to be an announcer at like a circus with a big top hat and my hands in a circle around my mouth. And I'll say with gusto, ladies and gentlemen, may I present... The amazing, the beautiful, the magnificent Lainey May, Avery Grace, or Ruby Rose. (laughs) It's yet to be determined if the boys who follow suit after these granddaughters will love this game as much as the girls do. But let me tell you that these baby girls, they eat it up. So when I gesture my hands to them and bring them onto this imaginary stage that's usually the toy chest or the love seat or from behind the couch, whatever, they do their dances and their magic tricks, their flips or somersaults, whatever it is, and they take a grand bow. We erupt in, in applause, and you can just see their eyes sparkle. I love it. They with the idea that others might see them the way I'm introducing them. So if we were to announce ourselves to the world, which is kind of what I feel like we're doing when we reemerge after this quarantine, what does that look like? And now, may I direct your attention to center stage? Put your hands together for the beautiful, the magnificent, the talented Kristen Elaine Walker. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. (laughs) I've always loved January 1st because it feels like an invitation to kind of redesign yourself if you choose to. And that's how I feel now. Seriously, don't you love the idea that we get to decide how we reemerge, and whether you want to be introduced to the world as this new, incredible version of yourself, or if you want the curtains to be opened, and there we sit, like all the hysterical memes suggest, with overdue haircuts and quarantine 19 pounds, saying, dude, I binge watched 10 hours of Netflix today. <laughs> that would also be a big old negatory. But you get to determine what it will look like, your big unveil, your reintroduction to the post-COVID-19 world, your reemerging So what I want to know is what new tricks, tips, awareness, or practices you're going to emerge with to help you move forward in this new normal. I asked a lot of you what you've learned about taking care of yourselves physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and I got some awesome feedback. So check out these little gems, see if they work for you, and implement them possibly into your own personal tool belt. Natalie said, I love to multitask, so I started talking with God on my evening hikes. These prayers are usually answered, sometimes in the most unusual ways. It takes care of the physical, spiritual, and emotional all in about 30 minutes. I love that. Sherry said, I know for me, if I take care of my physical first, the spiritual and emotional definitely follow suit. I know so many do this in a different order, but for me, Satan knows me also. If I get feeling horrible about me, he's got me spiritually. My emotions are tied to my spiritual side. They go hand in hand. When I'm not good with me, everything else is a wash. Becky had some great awareness, and I'm going to start practicing much of what she shared. She said, physically, taking care of your body is not just for good looks. If you feel healthy, it shows. Your eyes and your skin glow, and you radiate happiness from the inside out. I walk every single day and sometimes use the exercise bike or treadmill too. Spiritually, I'm a BYU devotional addict. There is so much knowledge to be gained in listening to these speakers. I've watched a few of them twice. I do other things things like read church magazines and scriptures, but the talks really get me. Mentally, I laugh at myself a lot. As I'm getting older, I notice some of my faults more and just have to giggle sometimes. What completely stresses some people out just makes me smile and reflect. Sometimes it's a gift that I'm grateful for. I loved that. I want to be able to giggle at myself more. Christy said this, "Spiritually, I do better when I keep consistent. I love my study guide. Physically, I play pickleball twice a week and walk while listening to podcasts. Emotionally, I love a good long soak in the tub while listening to music." So do I, Christy. <laughs> Shelley said, "I'm trying to balance all three, but sometimes I run out of time and one gets left out." We feel you, sister. That's the tricky part of that balancing act, and you are not alone in those feelings. Crystal loves listening to podcasts and my daughter B said listening to my mom's podcast Winky Face while soaking in the hot tub. Lana said this and I appreciated her insight. Spiritually she mentioned, besides reading your scriptures, the times when I feel closest to the Lord and connected spiritually is when I am constantly aware of his tender mercies daily and have a constant prayer in my heart, silently praying, thanking him for being there for me, helping me throughout the day, protecting me, recognizing how he is always a step ahead of me. The more I do that, the more I recognize his hand in my life and feel his love and peace. I love that. So, the biggest takeaway for me personally from this quarantine was perfectly illustrated by a music and the spoken word broadcast that aired on May 17th. And it hit me smack dab in the face. So, let me preface this by saying, first of all, that prior to our introduction to COVID, I found myself busier than I think I have ever been. I told people, in fact, that I felt a little misled because no one told me that I could have possibly been busier at this stage of my life than when my kids. Kids were little. Well, Lloyd Newell highlighted the idea that we are human beings, not human doings. i heard that before, but for some reason, this really resonated during this broadcast. He said that who we are becoming is much more important than just what we are doing with our time. Wow, I needed that. So in all fairness, I think that sometimes the things you wisely spend your time doing does help you become a better person, but the motives behind what we're doing sometimes make that the determining factor. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, that no matter how long our to-do lists are, that's not what should comprise the majority of our focus. Oh, how I desperately needed to hear that message. We are human beings, not human doings. Since then, I have tried really, really hard to become a more responsible steward of the time I've been given. I've tried to become more intentional in how I spend that time and more present in exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to become more patient, more observant, more compassionate. And I, like everyone else, still trying, right? Just trying to do my best. So that someday, when I emerge from this life, I can take all that I've learned and stand in Christ's presence with all the skills, tools, and beliefs I've acquired on the way and be introduced, like my granddaughters, to my God. I believe that Jesus Christ will advocate me as my very best self. It puts a smile on my face to imagine Him campaigning for me the same way I like to introduce my favorite little humans. I will bow, like they do, with sparkling and tear-filled eyes, and emerge. Postscript. Since we've spent a good month talking about you, I want you to ask yourself just a few simple questions. One, how do I really feel about me? When I face each new day and the people I'll interact with during these days, how do I want to emerge and exactly what kind of a person do I want to introduce these people to? Two, what new tools or perspectives have I added to my personal tool belt that can help me in moving forward? And last, but certainly not least, I want you to imagine for just a minute how your Savior and Redeemer may introduce you at the judgment seat. What will be said? And how can you emerge and become that person today? What an important thing to remember. I hope you all keep that important in your lives. Have a great week.